hello everybody and welcome to a day late episode of We Watch Shudder. Fuck you, Midco, you suck at internet. Uh, my name is JD, and who's here with me? It's Michelle, and I did not know that we had a name <laughs> change to yeah. We Watch Shudder, fuck you, Midco internet. No, fuck you, long. Midco, you suck at internet. Oh, sorry. Yeah, see, it's this was just sprung on me. I didn't have time to figure out our branding. Fuck, our logo's going to have to change. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's me on the new show, rebranded. <laughs> yeah, oh, so man. we're a day late because uh, if you follow the social medias, uh, I moved into a new apartment uh, with my uh, 66-year-old mother. And I'm not going to explain the details because it's way funnier. If I just tell you that I'm a 43-year-old man who is once again living in an apartment with his 66-year-old mother. And anyway, the internet didn't work real good and we couldn't get everything to sync up and get the episode recorded because God forbid Michelle and I ever do one of these in the same place together. Yeah, no, the idea of that horrifies me more than any movie. Oh, it horrifies me, too. When I say God forbid, I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, please make sure that never, ever ever happens yeah my <laughs> face is very expressive and sometimes it does emotions that i'm not even feeling so uh, i feel like you'd be yeah. hyper aware of them and i'd just be thinking about my eyebrows the whole time because my eyebrows do what they want that... and sometimes it's like are you angry and i'm like no i was just thinking about species of birds um, oh and my eyes did not reflect that fair enough fair so, enough why why yeah. were you thinking about species of birds though oh all the time i'm thinking about species of birds you know birds aren't real, right? True. That is true. But that's what makes them so fascinating. Like, how did the government put out so many different types of drones so quickly? Very that's, interesting. That's a good question. Michelle, I'm just going to yeah. let you know up front, after the, uh, after the fiasco and shenanigans that we're trying to record this episode yesterday, and after three or four days of moving and getting things settled into a new home, uh, tonight... I'm not exactly sure how this is going to go, because I'm sitting here, I'm enjoying this delicious glass of sugar plum apple cider, uh, which I have doctored up with a frankly obscene amount of cannabis tincture from the dispensary, and I figure we got about an hour before I turn into a complete fucking weirdo, so uh, what are we talking about Oh man, we should have recorded an hour from now. (laughs) Okay, well hello, if it's your first time tuning in, thank you. For listening to us, we are pretty neat. Don't worry, guys. Um, it's legal. I have my medical card. It's fine. Even if it wasn't, you know what? Rules are meant to be broken. That's right. Um, unless, like, Popo finds out. Uh, yeah, so we watch Shudder. Um, usually, if Shudder dropped a new Shudder original or exclusive, we would uh, watch it on the day that it came out. And then we would release an episode at 12 a.m. Central Standard Time the following day. Uh, but JD's internet damn work. So this is coming out a day late. Our review of the Shutter original movie, The Sacrifice Game. The Sacrifice Game. Why did I sing it? I don't know. We don't know. Uh, I'm going to give you a brief description of the movie, and we're not going to read either the Shutter or nope. the IMDb one cuz they're nope. both the Shutter sum- Yeah, the Shutter summary sucks. The uh, you know, I want to talk about spoilers for a minute. I was just listening to Ooh. another podcast that will remain nameless. And look, I understand. I, I I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. 
I myself have made some mistakes and been thoughtless about spoilers in the past. So I just, I, but I was listening. It's their top, their top films of 2023 episode that they put out. Uh, I don't know why they're putting it out with like 20 days left in the year. Never know what they might see that completely upends that list. Regardless, uh, they talk about how they're going to go out of their way to not spoil a lot of these because they're things people might not have been able to see yet. So, like, they're not talking about the plot, but then they just start telling you about, like, specific kills or gory moments or things that happen. And I'm just like, guys, fucking what are you doing? Like, I, I would love to be surprised by these things. I don't want to know that they're... Anyway, be be try to be more thoughtful about your spoilers, guys. Especially, I like... Will. Well, I, I know you're not the problem, but we run into this all the, the time where, like, the shutter description, the IMDb description, they have things that apparently some people don't think are spoilers, but I'm telling you, spoilers. It's frustrating. Oddly enough, I have a very similar pet peeve from the past couple of days because I've been watching a lot of stuff streaming on services, of course, because I absorb too much content. I'm like a horror sponge. Um, and a lot of these streaming services, especially for movies that are at least a couple years old, although I've been doing a lot of like 2006, 2007, 2009, that range, uh, they take like the most intense part of the movie and that's what they use for the still. It's like they assume yeah. that you've seen it. I just saw, I'm not going to name it just in case it happens. It, it's a big movie. But I just saw one where the very end, the lead character dies. You don't see it coming. It's a twist. And that, like, their death was the still image used on Prime. Jesus. I'm still mad about it. I agree. Would... Like, I, I don't get it. People, anyway. you just got to stop. Anyway, what's we're talking about you know the what? sacrifice game. We need to game. sacrifice people who spoil movies sacrifice game written and directed yeah. by jen wexler who also wrote and directed a movie on shutter called the ranger which i still haven't seen yet michelle have you seen the it's ranger list. i i know i saw it i don't remember a single thing about it cool well we're not talking but about the ranger to today we're talking about the yeah. sacrifice game michelle yeah tell my description i'm making up is there's a bunch of people and they live at a girl's school and then the Manson family shows up except they're not the Manson family and they're like, hey, we're here to torment you. The sacrifice game. Yeah, that's a good... Um, it's Yeah, it's it's like a um, home invasion at a school for girls. Yeah. Yeah. School for wayward children. Perfect. Uh, JD, <laughs> without further ado, I would really just like to know what you think because I know you have watched this movie almost a full two times yeah and that usually means you have an opinion and i want to know what that opinion is yeah well and i had to watch it again spoiler free thoughts on the sacrifice game um there are things that this movie does that i don't find exploitational so to speak but they do make me very uncomfortable in ways that i didn't particularly enjoy uh, it's a, it's a well-crafted film. I think the cinematography is beautiful. I think there's good story here. I didn't dislike this movie. Uh, I, I think it's really solid, really well done. Some great performances, especially, uh, from the, the, the young person who plays Clara, which we'll talk about later on, uh, what that's all about. But, uh, yeah, also did some things that I was just like, whoa, that's, 
it made me feel almost icky at times oh, to use a really weird terminology but uh again not in a not in a way that i felt was like like just exploitative or anything uh, uh overall for me i'm gonna give this one uh three and a half skulls okay 3.5 from jd uh, all right. My spoiler free thoughts. Yesterday, I started drinking wine before the episode because I had a feeling that we were going to disagree. And we do. But for odd reasons, I have no idea what you think is exploitational. I'm excited to get into that in the spoiler. No, I, I specifically said it's not exploitational. It well, just makes yes, me but feel you made, filthy. You were uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. Um, But also, I did not enjoy it. Um, and really? a big part of my problem is the story slash a lot of the dialogue. So the fact that you like the dialogue slash story, I'm assuming I didn't say anything about the dialogue, half, Michelle. I know it's like half the story. The story involves writing the talking parts. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, I, I, it's the thing that I've talked about before where if there's some stuff in the story, sometimes I can't get past it. And that was the case with this. However, I have also said that if a movie shows me something new, I'm generally going to enjoy that more than seeing something that is done at least well when I've seen that thing before. And there were some new things in this. It was not the movie I expected it to be. I still had some problems with it. So I'm going to go for a 2.25 for my Ooh. score. 2.25 and a 3.5, that's uh, 2.625, I think? No, 8.75. 2.875, I went the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I try to do this on the fly. I was close. Yeah, in one of our Spooktober episodes, I had told you I'm working on a new scoring system for myself. Uh -huh. It is elaborate. I had said I'd roll it out in November, but that's how elaborate it is. Um. And this one, I would have had a very hard time figuring out the scoreboard. <laughs> but I do have, like, so far it's 15 lines of metrics uh, with optional scores. And I can give or take away a point depending on what happens to an animal in the film. So I've been working on that, and I'm excited to roll that up eventually. Wow, that's... So. Uh... That's really, uh, that's an interesting, see, the dichotomy there is, like, you ask J.D. to rate a movie twice within two hours, and he might give you two different scores, <laughs> but, uh, uh. no, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I do want to say quickly something that I, I forgot to mention, uh, totally non-spoilery here, but just, if you are planning to the, go watch the movie before you listen to the rest of the, the spoiler section of the episode, uh, I thought... Uh, not the craziest, but some really good violence here. Some some really good kills. Some some decent blood and guts going on here. Uh, I, I I really kind of enjoyed uh, those elements of it. Uh, how did you feel about that? Not as much blood as I needed. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, All right, guys. So we're yeah. gonna start spoiling the hell out of this. So if you want to know what happens on your own. Before we do that, uh, you're going to want to go watch the movie and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Watch Hit that pause once. button. May as well. What? Yeah. Watch it once. You may as well um, wow. form an opinion and then come back to us. Wow. Yeah. It's not like bad where I'm going to be like, oh, this is awful. I'm in the minority for not liking it. I've seen <laughs> that online and that's fine. All right, guys. That's Hit that pause button right about meow. All right, so Michelle, you know, you, I mean, you already gave the the spoiler-free summary and description there, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, do you want to do the uh, often imitated, never duplicated uh, Michelle plot summary? Yeah. It's been more For- than 24 hours since I saw this movie, so wish me luck. Okay, good okay. luck. There's a girl squirrel. Girl God damn. Girl, a girl squirrel? School. A gruel is apparently what I'm trying to say. A girl school, and there are some girls in the school. And it's Samantha, Clara, and then there's a teacher named Rose. And everybody else goes home for the holidays. But these three people, their families hate them. So they have to stay at the school. And Samantha, uh, she has a hard relationship with her dad. And Clara, she's just a weirdo. And Rose, man, she got a boyfriend. And that boyfriend, he fine. Um, And then the Manson family shows up. uh, Because at the beginning of the movie, we did see them murder some people after having Christmas carols sung at them. And frankly, if you're going to murder somebody, murder them before you make them listen to the Christmas carols. That's just doing them a favor. So, you know, reverse it. And that would have been fine. They would have been like, oh, thank God we appreciate this. Uh, But they are uh, driving and then they hit a reindeer because it's a Christmas movie. And then a cop shows up and then they kill the cop. But then the one guy gets shot, but not very much. But he's a wimp. And then they go to the girls school and they're like, hey, can you help us? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, maybe you should. And then the girls are like, I don't know about this. And then they prove why you should not ever open the door to strangers. Um, and then the people, they tie all the people up, including the fine ass boyfriend, and then they kill him in front of uh, Rose. And then they're like, haha, he was going to propose. And like, that's sad. And then they open up everybody's gifts in front of them. And that's just rude, um, especially because it doesn't seem like they like the gifts. Uh, so that's just like a waste. And then they're like, we have to kill one of the children. Just kidding. We're going to kill the innocent school teacher, because what could be more innocent than a school teacher? Guys, Rose, she was getting dicked. We know it was happening. I don't understand it. Um, So they kill her instead. And then they're like, where's the demon? We were summoning a demon. That's the whole point of all of this. And then they have to go find a book and uh, to figure out what happened to the demon. And then it turns out, oh, shit, they are not summoning a demon. They are unbinding a demon. And Clara, the weird girl, turns out she's extra weird. She's a demon. And then uh, she captures everybody. She does the interpretive dance. Uh, Friendship is magic, so her friend helps her escape. All the cult members are dead, but it's a happy ending. They're going to go travel the world together at 11 years old. The end. Yeah, uh, I mean, more or less, first of all, uh, they're like, uh, I'm pretty sure like 14 or 15, not 11 years old. Uh, I have no idea what people look like. Also, you neglected a very key uh, detail of how the non-demon girl helps the demon girl satisfy her situation, which is she fucking plunges an axe into the back of one of these people. Like, she she basically she becomes a killer. You know, and granted, is killer of these awful Manson family killer people, but yeah. Uh, and then they Fair go off. Enough. Yeah, I did neglect that detail. Yeah. Uh, so no, I think that uh, that summarizes. Bye, uh, Michelle. Uh, so I'm curious, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, I, I tell you what. Do you want me to tell you what parts of this uh, made me really ick, feel icky and uncomfortable first, or do you want to tell me about the story elements that didn't work for you and why this wasn't so such a big hit for you? I'll go first okay. um, because I'm so fascinated. I'm hoping it starts a conversation. Have at um, it. I'm going to chug some more of this tincture cider. 
excellent idea. Let's try to make this at least an hour so we can see what happens there. Um, so the beginning of this is a classic home invasion style movie. I thought it was doing a really good job of doing that, but I just was kind of feeling very meh because I'm like, oh, it's one of these. We've seen it before. And then uh, like a little bit before halfway mark, if I remember correctly, it changes into this other thing where now this demon is unbound. Like right after they kill the teacher is where things are very different because a demon does not show up and then they have to go figure that out. Um, and then it is a completely different thing. Unfortunately, for the first half of the movie, because it felt like something I'd seen before, I was just feeling very ho-hum about it. And then when it became a different thing, my interest was piqued. But that's also where there were a lot of monologues that I found more annoying than anything. Um, you have to buy into Clara being creepy, I feel. And I never, I, I thought she was more weird than anything else. I don't know a movie where a demon is going to do an interpretive dance like that. And I'm not going to laugh my ass off like this is making me uncomfortable, like in a cringy way. Um, so like that kind of stuff started happening. And I like a lot of what they tried to do, but I feel like it was just kind of off for me with things like that. And like, I know you said you really enjoyed Clara's acting to me, like when she gets very proper it felt like I have to be proper because I'm a demon but it's a demon who's been around for like hundreds of years so like would her speech not just become more casual um so it felt like overacting in a way and at this point I was just overthinking everything by the time that she starts getting to her speeches just because like I've been feeling all over the place about the story up to this point so then you start nitpicking and I can't help it because you know, once you notice the thing, it's hard to to unnotice it. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of it. I don't feel like strongly in the sense of I hated this and no one should see it. It just the first half was very ho hum, and then the second half I was like, yay, something interesting. Oh no, I still don't like it. So that's kind of oh, where it was yeah, for I, me. Yeah, I get that. I've definitely been on on that side of the coin before. You know, not all flavors work for everybody. It's interesting for me. Uh, I actually really enjoyed. Uh, there, there are sort of two major kind of shifts in this movie, right? There's that shift you talked about where we go from what seems to be like a, like a home invasion type scenario, uh, and it turns out, uh, it, it shifts into this more supernatural, uh, like, like trying to summon a demon story, and then it shifts from, oh no, you didn't summon a demon, you got tricked by a demon into letting itself True. out. Uh, and I, I liked that element of uh, of the, just those shifts. I, I like that it, it, it did that a couple of times, because I never felt, I never thought it felt forced uh, in any way. I thought it, it, it really sort of kept me on my toes. Um, I, I do feel that as we got into the later part of the film, like the last 20 minutes or so, uh, it did start to do, I, I thought, some some more typical sort of things. Uh, I thought the more interesting stuff that was going on was, was earlier in the film. Uh, but no, where, where those weren't really interesting to you and, and you think it lost something, I, I really enjoyed those twists. Uh, and I, 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 I liked, like I said, I, I enjoyed... Uh, the uh, the actress who played Clara, I have her name here right in front of me. Where did it go? Uh, Georgia Aiken or Aiken. This is apparently her first feature film. 
Uh, I just uh, very successfully creepy. That interpretive dance thing that you said didn't work for you. Uh, to me, the reason that like it was definitely weird and I was like, what the fuck is even <laughs> happening here? But it also had that thing that you, you know, uh, just gets to me with all like the weird contortion and bone crunching. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what the fuck? Uh, I thought the very opening of this movie was great. The carolers walk away, the four people walk up to the door, and it doesn't fuck around, right? That dude, it, this really isn't like enjoyed a, that scene. This isn't like yeah. a dude like sneaking his way into your house. This guy answers the door, they knife him in the fucking throat, and we are off to the races. They murder that lady in the kitchen in a way that I'm just like, ooh, this is, mm-hmm. this could be going so like this is. Ugh. I want to circle back to that. Particular yeah. scene after no, we talk go ahead. about this. Let's, a let's bit just more. talk about it while we're no. here and then well, I'll. Well, I guess, yeah, this could be a good way to segue into uh, what you were uncomfortable with. Yeah. Um, because I do kind of wonder if it's related to one of the thoughts that I had. Uh, so the beginning of the movie, it is like immediately in your face violent. Um, not in like an overly done way, but it's like, oh shit, this movie isn't going to fuck around. But then right. it kind of does fuck around. And I think it's because they have children as the lead roles. And so they did have to pull back. And that was part of why I'm like, God, I wish they had done like adults playing teenagers. It had been older because I feel like that was a big part of the where, problem I had with this film. Where do you think they pulled back? You didn't think I was about murder, to tell you. You didn't think the murder yeah. of, of Jimmy and Rose was fucked up? Well, here's an example they're sitting around the table with the demon and the demon's like, you're each going to have to give up something uh, and you're going to kill yourselves eventually or kill each other. And they go to Samantha and what Samantha has to give up is her hair. Like that was so absurd to me. Like it, it was stuff like that of like, or when they're uh, sitting down everybody and they're like, we're going to kill one of you. And then they choose to kill the school teacher because killing children on camera would probably be too much for a lot of people. It didn't feel like the right choice. Like, oh, no, no, okay. You, it. No, yeah. it's exactly the right choice. Okay, explain. Okay, it's the right choice because this entire thing, the entire thing, including these four people doing all of these murders and then coming back to the school, Jimmy staying there, Rose staying there, uh, on a break where where this entire thing was orchestrated by the demon and the the only variable the wild card is Samantha who ended up staying Rose and Jimmy were supposed to be the innocents that kill were killed as part of the unbinding ritual like we're not talking about just the people that they killed before they got to the school like mm-hmm. the, those people, but the, there's that scene early on where Rose is talking to Jimmy and she mentions that she has, she doesn't even know for sure why she decided to stay. This whole thing has been orchestrated. And that's why when she said, when uh, she, she finds out Samantha's staying, she reacts with such surprise because now there's this fucking wild card. How do I deal mm-hmm. with this and, and with throughout the course of this situation? I completely understand your argument. I think it's still an odd choice, but uh, I absolutely see where you're coming from, and I could see why they wrote it that way. Yeah, that that's what I took from it is is Rose and Jimmy were always going to die. 
the mm-hmm. the only thing here that's a variable in Clara's plan is Samantha not going home. Uh, but that uh, does put it in a very different perspective from me. But I'm still gonna laugh my ass off at Samantha crying because she lost her hair. <laughs> Uh, well, no, it wasn't Samantha. Samantha's not the one that lost her hair. That was uh, Maisie, the leader of the... Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. I got my names mixed up. Yeah, Maisie no, cool. losing her hair. I'm like, you guys. And then the next guy loses his fucking fingers. And then the yeah. next guy kills himself. Like, I think you're fine having a short bob haircut for a little bit. Uh, I, 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 do, so uh, I do find myself, <laughs> if there's not some sort of implication about vanity there in some way... Uh, that's mm-hmm. part of the, the, the film that I, I have not yet gotten to see a second time is that last 10 to 15 minutes or so. I was just getting to the, the dinner table scene where Clara's in the black dress. Uh, but no, that's what I took from this is that this is all, even the little, even the bit where Maisie, when she was younger, finding the book, finding the ritual, running away with those pages, I feel like that was all influenced by uh by clara to to become like like to sort of bring it around to this situation uh is what i took from from all of that um i think you easily accepted that the demon was way more powerful and influential like as like this is possible where to me like when i was considering those things i was like this is all very like well she even she even talks about how she knew they were coming Oh, I you know. know. It just seems bizarre to me where I'm like, why? And I know, I know why the movie explained to me why it was orchestrated this way. But it was just a thing that felt so weird to me that I didn't buy. Into I guess it. I guess maybe the situation there is uh, perhaps Maisie finding the book and all of that. Perhaps that part isn't part of the orchestration. Like maybe that was a fortunate domino that fell into place that then allowed Clara to start using that to manipulate things that she wasn't able to manipulate before. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, so I like that. I did like the, the, like there were things here that kept me guessing, you know, they established that whole thing of what I thought was going to be uh, Clara having like just nightmare visions of these people committing their crimes uh, and then they show up at the school and it turns out, no, she's like, she's like overseeing or at least watching what, like making sure that the, like anytime they, they complete a step in this ritual, she becomes aware of it. Uh, and, and I just, I, I, I was like, I thought a lot of those changes were really interesting. Here are the parts. There's one scene in particular, and I think that scene knocked me for such a loop that it really put me on guard for the rest of the movie. And it's the scene where they make Samantha change her clothes in front of them. Right as you said, one scene, it popped into my head. I was like, oh yeah. It's so... It's so uncomfortable. And again, not in a way that I think was was play like I think the way I felt is exactly how they wanted me to feel and I did not like it. It was it, like that was like icky on a different level than the rest of this movie. Like the the kills are violent. I I do agree with you. They're not crazy bloody or anything like that. They're just there's a violence to them that I I was really impressed with and and that I enjoyed. Uh but that sequence uh 
like like this guy like 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 he uh I don't even remember the the main Jude that was the guy he uh like he just gets real fucking pedophile creep there for a minute and it's just so uncomfortable and then there's that shot where uh Clara who's standing in uh, as a shield to block them from seeing Mm -hmm. her and she just gives her that psychotic looking smile with and we have no context for it at all right that scene made me real uncomfortable I wish I had felt that way a little bit more about it I knew it was creepy. Um, oh God! Now it, yeah. Now it, it definitely yeah. a little bit more yeah. like, oh man, it's, he was really into that. Like it ooh. was gross. I like, thought and, he just was liking making her uncomfortable, and now that you say that, I'm like, ooh, I kind of wish <sighs> I had felt like that. <laughs> like yeah, it ooh, was uncomfortable uh, to me. And, I was like, oh, he's just doing I mean, this to I mean, humiliate her. Like we've we've definitely talked before that like like I I have a particular sensitivity to that yep. sort of thing. But uh, yeah, that really. And then uh, as it went along, like there's the scene then where uh, uh, Clara uh, is doing some of that body contortion shit and like starts taking her clothes off in front of Grant and then turns around and lifts. Ultimately, she's showing Mm -hmm. him all of this scarification that she's done on her body as like demon sigils. But the way they play that uh, again, made me feel real uncomfortable. Uh, I was I was real curious about like what their intent there was. Uh, it just also uh, in regard to the scarification, I did take a little issue with them being so kind of flippant uh, with the idea of cutting, right? Where Samantha just walks in on Clara in that bathroom stall accidentally. And if you're not paying attention, you just see a bunch of random scars on her arm. Uh, and they and it's almost like they just used that as, like, like that felt exploitational. Like, they were just using that as a smokescreen to make you think Clara just had some depression or, or real bad, like, mental issues. And it turns out no, it's a it's a demon sigil scarification thing that made me a little uncomfortable. Oh, you know, just one of those in a different <laughs> way. Yeah, we we all went through that phase, the yeah. demon scarification phase. You know, sometimes you want a lot of piercings, sometimes you want a lot of tattoos, sometimes oh man, I kind of over went overboard with my scarification from a demon. My bad. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's but a little no, too much. I, Will I get a job like this? Uh, but so yeah, that that is is the part that again I. I don't feel like the uh, the 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 first thing we talked about felt very. I, I feel like maybe uh, they were trying to evoke that kind of discomfort. Um, I don't find it uh, terribly enjoyable. Uh, and then that thing with the cutting, I thought was a little bit exploitational of that situation. Just because I mean, I have people in my life who have personal experience with that, and it's it's a touchy subject for me. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, but no, I, uh, uh, I otherwise, like I said, I, I thought the kills were, were an interesting level of, they they were all very sudden, right? 
very stabby movie, and we've talked about how I I, I love real stabby stuff. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, one of the stabbiest movies I've ever seen. Uh, but this one, too, like that initial kill where he just fucking knifes that dude in the throat, and they stab that lady in the gut. Uh, like, like, uh, uh, Jimmy jumps up out of his chair and whips around and dude just fucking slashes his throat. He's doing all this chanting and stuff and then just fucking heart pounds that knife right into Rose's chest. Like, there's some, like, they just macked that cop in the back of the head with that tire iron. Oh my God. It was, it's very, not the most gory or bloody thing, but it was fucking brutal. I completely see why you enjoyed this movie, and I wish I had reacted in the way <laughs> no, that you did. No, it's that's going to happen. I don't think right? you're wrong. It's one of those where right. for me yeah, it did not it's work, just, and I know, don't some, have a particular explanation. Uh, some for people it. like blue cheese, and some people don't. You know, it's just the way it's going to go. You know, but uh, no, I, 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 again, I don't, I don't think it's a perfect movie. It's not a movie that I'm going to go out of my way to to see often. Interesting thing about this to me is the way they they talk about it, or at least a little, little bit of the promotion and, and things that I saw. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about this specifically as like a Christmas horror movie or a holiday horror movie. And there's no element of the holidays here at all. That's just when it happens to take place. Uh, and there's only one movie that gets, or rather two movies that get away with that, and that's Gremlins. Uh, which is almost a Christmas movie because he gets the Mogwai as a gift, and of course, Die Hard. Uh, but, I completely uh, disagree with you that this is not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's first off, it has a countdown to Christmas in it. <laughs> the scene that made you so uncomfortable was due to her getting a it was Christmas about Christmas present. gifts. Yeah, I know, I know. And the reason they're there is because it's a holiday break. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a Christmas movie. W- one thing uh I do want to point out is um I forget the guy's name. I'm gonna see if I can bring it Jude, up here. I'm, I'm operating Grant. my laptop without a mouse. Was it the I'm, boyfriend? No, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the cinematographer. Oh, uh, a real person. Yeah. This. Well, you're looking that up. I d- I do want to just yeah, throw ahead. out a fun fact. Yeah. Um, like in in the interim while you're looking up, Mina Masood played Jude in this. Uh huh. Also, fucking Aladdin from the 2019 live action <laughs> films. Have I ever see this again? I am you're just never going gonna to be see able Aladdin. To see I will never know. No, he is definitely street rat riffraff. Like that's well, all then he is going forward. I'm very forward, glad so. that I never saw the live action Aladdin. Because... Oh, you got it. Will Smith's really good in it. Uh, I don't care what anybody um, says. No, uh, 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 Alexandra or Alexandra. Uh, it's a French name. Uh, Alex uh, <laughs> Boussieri, uh cinematography. I thought this was. There are some very sort of understated but I thought really great bits of photography here uh some nice very symmetrical wide shots or like mostly symmetrical I'm thinking specifically uh like very near the front of the movie after uh Samantha comes back from her run uh and re-enters uh the school there's a sort of panoramic shot of the front of the school which by the way is a fucking gorgeous building. Whoever did the location scouting and, and, and such for this, this building 
is fantastic. And I find myself wondering if the furnishings inside the building were all part of that location. And if that's why they set this in the early 1970s. Uh, because that's something about it that I just, I was like, why is this in the 1970s? And the only thing I could think of is just, they wanted like that fashion and that design. But, uh, so you've got that great panoramic shot of the stone masonry wall. It's gorgeous. Then she walks inside and there's this beautiful symmetrical shot of like five door archways, uh, and then she veers off to, to one side just slightly to the left, by the way. I don't know if that's symbolically left-hand path demonic stuff. Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, and then, uh, again, there's like like when uh, after everybody's left, uh, Rose comes in uh, to a room to ask her uh, if she has ever baked a pie or if she wants to learn how. And there's this gorgeous uh, light brown... Uh, uh, sofa, a very wide, long sofa, and you get this great wide panoramic shot of the entire thing. And again, Samantha kind of off to the left-hand side, you know, a repeated motif now. Maybe it's something, maybe it's not, who knows. But no, I just, uh, there's, a, there's great photography in this uh, that I didn't even really notice or register the first time. And then watching it the second time, it was really driven home to me. I, oddly enough, did notice some of that the first time. Yeah. Even like the image film. that's on IMDb yeah. is symmetrical. The the part where they're sitting side by side with their hands tied. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that. And it's, yeah. Yes, it, it, I, I it's a attention. very, this is a very composed uh, visual film. It's not one of those movies where, uh, and and uh, not as a as a denigration of any particular style. I love movies of all kinds, but there are certain types of movies where it you kind of can tell that it was really just like this is the cool thing that's gonna happen, and we're just gonna find a a, a place to put the camera and shoot it almost right. Like, what's mm -hmm. the best place we can shoot this from so that the explosion looks cool? It's like the the angles are serving the 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 action and this was more like like so this is very composed imagery uh very ariaster kind of stuff uh on a a a, a certain level uh and i loved that i i am definitely going to pay attention to this uh this fella's name lady's name non binary uh, this person's name and uh and uh, see what else they do. My closing thoughts are that you will never get me to love a movie that has a demon doing an interpretive dance. I'm sorry. <laughs> it I'll was, go on record. I'll oh, say it right it's now. It's so contortiony gross. No, I laughed out loud. Bones It's not like me. the little girl's fault. She was great. It was just like a, I know why they're doing it, but I do hate it. Uh, speaking of interpretive dance, I'm just going to leave it there because I don't want to spoil too much, not to tangent off this completely, but Michelle, have you ever seen a show on Netflix called The OA? Yes. <laughs> and I like that interpretive dance. That's I was so mad at that show, but also at the same time so fucking amused. Oh, if you've never seen the OA guys, it's like like an eight or ten episode uh, series that Netflix did canceled. several years back. They only on did a huge the one cliffhanger. Yeah, they only yeah. did the one season. 
Uh, but it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I wish she had done that in I, this movie. That I, I would have been like, that's a nice throwback. I, I may, I may need to go back and watch that again. I don't know if you can tell Michelle, but the tincture's kicking in a little bit. I definitely can. But oh. now you're just gonna like text me an hour from now and be like, I've been watching the OA. For oh an hour. God. Oh god, this show's so good! Can't wait for season two. Oh, I'm gonna I was, you, like, I was no. into it, man. I was in. I I watched the first couple episodes, and I'm like, all right, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, and <laughs> I I watched all the way to the end, and I was just like, you have got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, Netflix original series. Yeah. Why you got to do that to us? So, I'm not uh, going to talk about 1899 or whatever it's called again, but I'm still <laughs> mad about it, and I will never stop being mad about it. Oh. I'm just thinking about it again. Now I'm sad. You've so, made yourself high, and I've made myself depressed. It's hey, that's usually Saturday. how it goes when we record yeah. one of these. Yeah, uh, I tell is. you this much. Uh, this movie also made me uh, real. Uh, in like, It definitely moved the ranger. Uh, a few steps up on my uh, on my how much I I want to get around to seeing the, the the list of movies I need to get around to see is obscene, but uh, this one definitely made me pay attention, and I'll be curious to see. Jane uh, Jen Wexler was also a, a producer on. Uh, oh God, what movie was it? I Darling. knew I was gonna do this. There's one movie in because she's Darling. Darling, thank you. Uh, which is yep. a movie that I adore. Uh, just a mm-hmm. wild fucking movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. When I saw they were associated with that, I got really excited because I was like, oh, did they write or direct? Just oh, they producer. produced. I was like, that's still valid. Oh, sure. How dare you? I got my hopes up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it, yeah, it was, uh, I may have to go watch Darling again. Oh, that's on Shutter, After you get I through think. the whole one season the of uh, OA, the I OA, could, look, I, I could have the OA watched by seven o'clock the tomorrow morning. That's basically what I'm doing with Kingdom Hospital. <laughs> I bought the box set, and I am are, watching are all ta- of Kingdom Hospital. I haven't the, seen it since the it was American on TV. Kingdom Hospital. The Stephen yeah. King run from 2004. Yeah, the one that's a complete ripoff of the uh, of the uh, some Scandinavian show called The Kingdom. The very same. Just yep. a complete shameless ripoff, and they put Stephen King's name on it somehow, and he feels like that was an okay thing to do. We're just never going to talk about that. <laughs> Here's my favorite thing about the original. Have you seen the original Scandinavian show, Kingdom? I, f- I say Scandinavian because I don't remember if what Scandinavian country it's from. but I have not, but it is very funny to me that you are upset that they ripped this off when i just googled and the danish the kingdom is uh lars von trier's so now you're defending lars von no Trier? i'm i what no the happened? no the, the danish kingdom is terrible i'm just saying that this one clearly was a ripoff of that <laughs> you're defending lars I am, von trier I'm not what defending has happened lars von to the trier. World. anyway i am the lars von trier I, defender. well if you had not in if Anti-crisis you had not interrupted point. me michelle what you would have discovered is that what i was about <laughs> to say uh, is that the one thing that I really enjoyed about the original The Kingdom is the theme music because it was a TV thing. I think it did like four episodes. But the theme music, I shit you not, sounded something like this. One, 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, kingdom. Just <laughs> not not even a word of a lie. You can see if they got it on YouTube or something. Oh my god. Oh wow. Uh it it was uh, a thing. Hey, the kingdom is available on Netflix. Oh Christ. It's also only thirteen episodes, so I will be watching this after I get done with Kingdom Hospital. <laughs> I'm really excited. I love medical horror. It's one of my oh, favorites. Oh, God. This one has, like, Kingdom Hospital has one of my greatest fears that I discovered by watching this show. And I promise I'm not going to devote, like, 10 minutes to talking about it. But, oh, man, there's one where they're doing an autopsy on a guy who's alive. It's a great oh, show. Well, we, uh, yeah, we've clearly stopped talking about the sacrifice game. You're going to go watch a thing. That's how it goes every I'm time. I'm pretty sure I'm about to yeah. go watch Darling because I definitely don't have the time to dive into any series right now. But Darling, as I recall, is only like 85 minutes. And it's been a while since uh, I DOA saw it. The is on Netflix, which does mean they have a playback feature where you can put it on two times. I don't care about so, uh, Michelle, I, I can't watch two times speed. All right? Just knock it off. You. I think you should do it for the no. Oh, oh well, the hilarious. the interpretive dance would be especially great. Exactly. That would be. So, oh it's my great. god! Watch everything on double speed. Uh, so, uh, so we okay. have we well, have, we have no more uh, Shutter original or, or exclusives for the rest of the year, Michelle. This is the last one Correct. for 2023. So, what so uh, do we have coming up for the rest of the month? Yeah. Uh, next week, as long as your internet works on Friday, we will be recording an episode requested by John Humphreys, who we talk to every day on social media. Hey, John. Uh, called Vicious Fun. It's also an older original from Shudder. And then later in the month, uh, the following week, in fact, we are watching Riccio, the story of Ricky. I have not seen it. You have seen it. I have, it. but it's been a minute. I, I'm both looking giggled. forward to seeing it again. You both giggled when it was recommended, so... Looking forward to that. Uh, we've got Christmas horror, just uh, general ex- Christmas Excuse me. What excuse will be included? me. Holiday horror, yes. because there's a fucking war on Christmas, and I'm Ooh. leading the charge. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I thought maybe you were going to tell me that you were throwing in like a Hanukkah movie, which there are. No, that's uh, that's what right. I'm saying. Holiday, holiday horror. horror, yeah, for sure, because there yeah. might be some things I want to talk about that aren't specifically Christmassy. Oh man, I. I mean, there's probably probably horizon. not, but I'm just saying there might be. You never know, Michelle. Now I'm gonna go on my way to find yeah. one. I know that there's some other stuff I can throw in there that's gonna be super weird and make you very mad that I put so, on the list. So yeah, holiday because horror. We're, we're, and then we're closing we are out. dropping holiday horror on Christmas Day, correct? Merry yep. Christmas to you guys. <laughs> and then we're closing out the month on a very strong note. Return of the Living Dead from 1980. Have you ever seen Return of the Living Dead, Michelle? Knew you were going to ask me that question when I put it on the schedule. I did go confirm that, yes, I have definitely seen it when I was younger. I confirmed with some people that I have, but I don't remember a single goddamn oh. thing about it. It was probably when I was like two this years was old a, watching. Uh, this was also a special request. Too young for. Yeah, who did this one come from? I forgot to put it on the list. Michelle, how rude. Sam? It might have been Sam. Sam DeFazio, was that his name? Or the, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's another... Wasted Reject on Spotify with the new single I've been jamming yeah. out to called Chrome. Check that out. That, Wasted that... Reject, Chrome. <laughs> it's it's on Spotify. It's uh, it's pretty dope. It's great. Um, yeah, uh, so that's <laughs> stuff we're going to be doing. We'll also have our... Uh, 
our best of 2023 dropping on New Year's Day like we did last year with the best of 2022. Uh, and we're also thinking about oh, no. not just talking Maybe. about our best movies, our favorite movies of the year, but maybe, you know what, I'm not even going to say. Maybe something special in addition to. I got some special things. Yeah. For that. I do feel awful, though, because I did just go look at my list. And it was from Kyle on Instagram who wanted us to watch Return of the Hey, that's Dead. cool. Because Kyle, Sorry, Kyle, Kyle from Instagram is is uh, is a rad dude who uh, uh, we love interacting with. And we so is Sam. Maybe maybe Kyle and Sam can bad. become Sorry, horror Kyle. buddies. You know, who knows? We Kyle, go listen to Sam's yeah. song and then get yeah. back to us about the friendship bracelets. That would be pretty dope. Other. And if you're making friendship bracelets for other, maybe uh, for each other, you know, maybe hook us up. You know, that's a thing you could do. I'll give you my mailing address. I'll take. Yeah, a for sure. I mean, not. I'm not gonna put the mailing address in the podcast, but I'll, I'll give it to you like in a message. Fair. Okay, I got nothing else to say, and I have a feeling your tincture I'm, is... I've uh, got a whole lot more to much. say, but it's not anything anybody wants to or should have to listen to. So uh, I think <laughs> we're going to wrap this up, and I'm going to do my damnedest to get this edited and posted before I turn into a complete gibbering mass of goo. Oh, I have bad news for you. You are definitely a pile of goo. I can see you now. You are just... Uh, viscous, um, viscous fluid with eyeballs and glasses. I'm, you have glasses and I'm a microphone. Like that weird, uh, that weird monster that, uh, that the 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 <laughs> chick turns the chick. Oh God, did I just say that? Well, it's appropriate considering what movie I'm about to reference. But when uh, Kelly LeBrock turns the one dude into a big like pizza melty monster in Weird Science. Is, is that what I is that what I, I look like? Is that what you're saying? We should probably wrap this up. Say goodnight, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.